Beautiful, beautiful. I might fuck this opening up a couple times, but that's all right. That's okay. Gentlemen, welcome to Bobby Talks, dot, dot, dot. I'm your host as always, Robert Gifford. Those dots mean that there's always more to the story. Today, I have a special guest. It might look a little different in here. I'm in the Orange Wall studio. My guest is hailing all the way from Massachusetts. What part exactly are you coming from, my friend? I am from Lynn, Massachusetts. Lynn, Massachusetts. The D to the B. Come on, my friend. Come on. He is a world traveler. He is the merch manager, the hype man for the band Piebald. He's also the host of the Two Weeks Notice podcast, and he is somebody that I am glad to know. Uh, every time he walks into a room, the energy level comes up. D to B, Dana. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing really good. Uh, first of all, world traveler is a little bit of a stretch, okay? So. I went to Europe. I went to Europe, dude. You I did not travel Europe. the world. But for thank you. Four months though, right? I mean, how long were you there? Yes. No, no, that's exactly correct. I went I went to Europe for four months. It was an open-ended trip. Um, and I thought maybe one month or so, and it turned into four months. That is correct. Yes. In my in my view, anytime you go on vacation and you know a week goes by and you're still not back home, you're now a world traveler. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. <laughs> All right. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. So how you doing, man? What's it like in Lynn right now? All right. So, uh, I mean, I mean, Lynn, it's just north of Boston. For anybody wondering, just north of Boston, next to like Salem, Massachusetts. Um, so I'm working. I work at a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I'm, I'm just bartending. Uh, it's good to be back at work. It sucks. Like, talking to you right now without a mask on is yeah. nice. Yeah. To be honest, it's a relief because uh, bartending with a mask on is uh, um, not fun. It's not fun at all, especially when it, like it's. We just went through a heat wave. It's been a hundred degrees, sure. and that sucks. It sucks. But I'm happy to be back. We're in the same thing. You can see my skin, man. I've been mowing lawns. We've got we've had a hundred degree days here for it feels like three weeks now. So, dude, I don't even recognize you your skin color you, you you actually blend in with that wall right now yeah i know but i'm getting there um, did you wait 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 did you call it the orange wall studio yeah I, what else i, I love that <laughs> you, you should call it bobby's skin studio yeah that's what it's gonna be i think if i <laughs> you literally you literally blend in with that wall dude <laughs> so my man my friend, i got a couple questions for you so we met on a cruise, brother. Yes. Now, it's funny because you were there with your twin brother. He's not my twin. He looks just like you. Correct. But Most people think we're twins. Is he, is he the oldest? Is he the youngest? We're two and a half years apart. Okay. I'm, I'm actually older, but, but the thing is, like, he, he's more mature, and he, oh, like, yeah. he, has a, he has a wife and a kid and a house, so, like... Now he, he's, 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 also he's older experience wise. Okay. It's now, but he's a school teacher as well. That's correct. He's an eighth grade science teacher. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just remember when I met you guys, I know you're not twins, but God, for two people that are two and a half years apart, you guys look so much alike. <laughs> no, we get that all the time. It's funny. Uh, the bar that I work at, dude, um, he actually, he worked there like three or four years ago. And people still come in, and they're like, "Hey, you're you're Matt, right? Hey, Matt, like, they're like, Matt, how you doing?" And I'm like, "No, no, no I'm Dana." <laughs> you know, like it happens all the time. It's okay. He's a handsome guy. He is, yeah. You guys uh, both uh, both good looking gentlemen, a gentleman and a scholar. I uh, what's crazy about Dana now, you guys at home, people that are watching this, is that Dana has probably the most unusual commute work ever, but it is beautiful. Tell them about what you do and how you get to work. Okay, so um, the the bar that I work at in the moment, it's on a pond in Lynn, Massachusetts, and I also happen to live on the same pond. So every day to get to work, I, I hop in my kayak and I and I kayak to work, and then I just I just I I tie up the kayak on the dock at the bar, and uh, the owner. The owner of the bar, he's like this surfer dude. He's, he's the best. He's the coolest, most chill guy ever. He's like, hey, man, like, you know, like, do you, do, do you want to, like, uh, tie up your, your kayak to, 
to my doctor. That's cool. Well, he's just, he's cool. Like at first I thought maybe he was going to be like weird about it, but he was just like, no, man, that's all good. If that makes yeah, sense. I mean, if you're going to have a, a bar on the, you know, on the water, you're the best advertisement for how people can get there, man. That's great. So yeah, you're right. You're right. So my, just so we're clear, what are you drinking? My friend, I am drinking a Miller light. Nice. Now I don't know. Miller if light. Or not, but I, uh, I do not drink alcohol. Do you remember that? Uh, I, I remember that very well. Actually, I was going to call you out on, listen, while I open a new Miller light, <laughs> I was going to, I was actually going to, I don't know if you wanted me to bring that up. Yes, I do remember because we were on that cruise. We were on that cruise. It was a uh, Boston trip to Bermuda and back seven days, seven days. And it was, that was my first cruise. Was that your first cruise? That would have been my second cruise. My first cruise that I went traveled solo. Okay. Okay. And I, res- I respect the, the fuck out of that man, because, um, I wound up traveling solo afterwards, which we can get into if you want. We will, but, yeah. um, but dude, like I remember, um, after like the first night there was like the dance party and stuff. And, uh, you, you came up to me like the next day and I was just kind of like laying out on a pool chair. And I still remember, dude, you came up to me and you had this like really expensive camera. I don't know if you remember this. You had this really expensive camera and you were just like, Hey man, uh, I'm going to just like leave this with you. <laughs> like, like I'm like, if that's cool. And I was like, yeah, man, that's okay. But, but I was like, who the f- who's this guy? Yeah. I don't know who, I don't know this guy. Yeah. Like we, we had met the day before. Um, but you're like, yeah, I'm just going to leave this camera with you. And then, um, I'll be back. And I just remember like feeling this big responsibility, like this big weight on my shoulders. I'm like, I don't even know this guy. And now, now I got to watch his camera. I don't know when he's coming back. Do you remember that? I do. So you and your brother were sitting on those lawn chairs, yes. uh, those beach chairs, whatever you call them. And I, I remember seeing you guys cause I went solo, like I said. So that was the second day. I remember meeting you the first night. And the second day, I, don't. I was like, oh, I recognize these guys, but I need to go back to my room for whatever reason, but I need to leave. Yeah. I don't feel like carrying this camera around anymore. So yeah, right. I get it there. It's funny. I never knew that I was going to give you this much anxiety over being on vacation and having to have this pressure of watching some stranger's camera. I'm sorry, dude. I, no, no, it's okay. I can't say it gave me anxiety. It was more just like, wow, um, like it was more like you definitely picked the right guy, whether you picked me or my brother, you definitely picked two good guys who would never mess with your stuff. And, and we would totally look after your stuff until you came back. But it was more like, um, it was more, uh, I was impressed. I was like, how did this guy know that I'm a good guy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How did you know that, that I wouldn't take your stuff? You know what I'm saying? Well, I saw your dance moves the night before and the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay and i was like you know what this dude's going for it and i really really appreciate that so i just to me i had a good feeling that's all it was so so dance moves equals like good dance moves equals trust is that what you're saying probably not but in my warped stupid mind you know it's funny i'm the type of guy maybe you shouldn't look into it too much because uh it's funny my friends get on me and my girlfriends got on me from time to time about uh <laughs> i leave my keys my car's been stolen. I, I, my car got stolen two years ago because I leave my keys in the middle of it. I end up finding my car like 11 hours later, and I end up calling the cops and saying, hey, uh, remember that car I called you about 11 hours ago? Well, I found it. Would you like to come pick it up so that you can take it to the impound and I can you know, at least dust it for fingerprints? So, yeah. Dude, I, I trust and you don't even drink. Yeah, and I don't even drink. I'm just stupid. That's- <laughs> Well, then that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's hilarious, dude. So wow, like, before man. we get into this world traveling thing, now, I want to ask you a couple questions, though. Like, give sure. us a little context about, you know, who you were before you just stopped everything you were doing and went on this, this four-month journey. Um, well, I would say, first of all, I'm definitely still the same guy, but uh, I appreciate the question. And what I would say is, so... I was an executive for, you know, Panera Bread. Yeah. Everybody know if you're in the United States, you know, Panera Bread, right? Yeah. So I worked for a franchise um, of Panera Bread 
and I was I was the director of baking. I was an executive, and I was I was overseeing the the baking department for sixty four Panera Bread. Um, we we can't say restaurants. It was cafes. We weren't allowed to say restaurants. Oh, but I was overseeing. I was overseeing sixty four units for Panera Bread. It was. Um, it was. I don't mean this in a in a bragging way, like. But I also want to like make a point. It was. I was making six figures, dude, and um, and I and I left that job because that's how miserable I was. Sure. If that makes if that makes any sense. Well, first um, you call it a restaurant. You had to call it a cafe. So that that lets me know right off the get go <laughs> how miserable you. Yeah. Are. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? Uh, as far as the company goes. To be honest, they they took care of me. Like the money was good, the benefits were good, and I loved the people. Uh, I just wasn't happy in the situation. And after eight years, I I just I just got out. I got I saved up up some money. I got out, and I just dude, I just quit. I just left, man. I just quit. So, so you quit this job, and you did give some thought to it. You, you yes, you miserable. And how long did you work there for? Eight years. Okay, so you had done this for a while. You. So then you take, you quit your job, you start saving up some funds, you put some funds to the side, and then you say, I'm going on a month long journey. And it just continued on well, from there. Tell me your thoughts. Well, to, I mean, all right. So here's the deal, man. To be honest, like, like I said, it was eight years. And I actually, I, I purchased two properties. So I bought, I bought two condos while I was yeah. there. Smart. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I bought, I bought one, um, the first condo I bought was in uh, New Hampshire, in the White Mountains, which is, um, you know, a, a national national forest. It's on a ski resort, so I bought I bought a ski condo essentially, and I'm renting that out right now. And then I bought another condo in Salem, Massachusetts, which is right next to Lynn, Massachusetts, which is where I'm from, which is right next to Boston. And but Salem, you you've heard of Salem? Everybody knows Salem, dude. Salem yeah. is. Is, you know the witch trials and all that stuff in a it's the best town uh, I, in my opinion it's the best city in massachusetts uh, one of the best cities i've ever been to and i, I love that place uh, so i bought a condo there too and i rent that out as well if that makes any sense so like i, I got these two places i rent them out okay so that makes sense yeah yeah are you with me bobby i'm with you man i got you all right we're buckled in, buddy. We're, we're enjoying the ride that is, you know, D to the B, Dana. So tell, we're here. You've got these condos. Yep. I rent them out. And then, and then, I, and then, and then I saved some money through working for Panera. Sure. And then I left my job. Okay. So I was just curious because when you see somebody that you're following through social media, of course, you know, social media is one of those things where we only highlight the best parts of our lives, you know, you decided to go on this cruise and out of the blue, I see you on this cruise. And then like a week goes by and I see you updating more stuff on this cruise. And I'm like, dude, is this, is this guy coming home? You know? So then <laughs> I start getting curious. I think I messaged you a couple times, but what I loved, and then we'll use this as a transition is that you started going, you, like you said, you went to Europe, right? But yes. you for four months, but you started, at what point did you start or did you do it at the beginning? Because maybe I caught on late. You started podcasting daily about the places that you visited that day. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, I appreciate the question. So basically, from the very beginning, so how I got to Europe was I took a one-way cruise, which is how you and I met on a cruise, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, and I, and that, the, the cruise you and I went on, that was the first time in my life I've ever been on a cruise and I had so much fun. So that was definitely a big inspiration for what I ended up doing. Yeah. Um, I took a tran, a transatlantic cruise, which um, basically just means it's a one-way cruise from, so I, I hopped on a train from Boston to New York city. And then from there, I just took a taxi to the cruise port out of Brooklyn and dude, I just took a one-way cruise from New York City to Rome, Italy, and it was two weeks. And um, I mean, it took a whole week just to get across the Atlantic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it took a full week just to get over there, dude. Yeah. And then, and then we stopped like on the way, like you know, we hit the Azores, which is the Azores, 
or uh, Portugal, the, the islands that are 100 miles off of mainland Portugal. And then we hit like mainland Portugal and Spain and France and Italy. And uh, after two weeks, it ended in Rome. Okay. So from there, I had no plans, dude. I didn't know if I was going to be in Europe for a week. Um, well, well, I knew I was going to be there at least a week. I didn't know if I was going to be there for a month or two months or what. And it turned into four months. I don't know if that answered your initial question. I'm sorry. So Okay. So, it, well, no, it does in sort of. It gives me more context. But I guess, so you start off on this cruise. You take a two-week cruise. And then yeah. you're in Rome. Where are you staying? Like, when do you get back onto a boat? Is it not? Are you venturing from train to train to train? Like, because you, you, you stayed at more places than just Italy or just Rome. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I hit 27 countries, dude. Uh, no, good question. Uh, questions. Uh, so while, while I was in transit on my way to Rome, Italy, I met, um, well, here's the deal. Most people that go on cruises, it's like, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of elderly people and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like um, the cruise that crew. you and I were on, which is what made our cruise so damn special because we had a really oh, yeah. good group of people, man. Yeah. Like I got adopted. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I went there by myself. I kind of got adopted to this day by these. Um, it's funny that that club that we were all in or whatever you call it, that dance karaoke bar or whatever. Um, that first night I'm like contemplating whether or not I'm going to go to bed or not, because it's like 1030 and I've been up all day. I had to get on the flight. I'm jet lagged. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down there and see what the action's about. I'm holding a pop in my hand with that stupid camera that I had. And I, this guy comes up to me and he's like, yo, dude, I've seen you walking around on this boat all damn day with that camera. He's like, do you want to come hang out with me and my family? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so he takes me over and I meet like his mom, his aunts, his, his uncles. I meet his two brothers and like, I'm like the adopted brother now. It's funny, but continue on. Sorry. Oh no, it's all good, man. You're, you're a gentleman. And, uh, and that doesn't surprise me to the least bit. Um, but that club was called bliss. Elderly people on that, on the, on the cruises. That club was called bliss. Um, but yeah. Um, so when you who takes a transatlantic cruise from New York City to Rome, Italy, uh, on April, I think it was like April 29th. Yeah, nobody, nobody does that. Retired. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what? So there was like maybe a group of like 30 of us that were like under 40 years old, if that makes sense. Now. But you know what? To be honest, it ended up being the best crew of people. It was it. And it took, it literally took six days to get just from New York City to uh, the, the Azores, the island of uh, Sao Miguel, which is uh, whatever, it's part of Portugal. But like, you know, when you spend six days on a, dude, you remember how much we bonded and yeah. with you and other people just like one week. Imagine just six days, but not stopping anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like we just bonded the same thing, the dance club and whatever. It was just a really good crew. And um, it, you're right. It, it, we bonded, but that the things I remember from that trip is like the dance club is what set it off because I, I saw this guy, he's out there. I mean, he's owning the dance floor. Everybody around him starts circling it up and Dana's just going nuts. He's going for it. You're talking about me. Yeah. I'm talking about you. I'm like, you're the one that kind of like brought everybody together that first night in that room. And then afterwards, and then like the rest of the week, it was like, okay, we're, we're eating late night food together or <laughs> each other out in the pool, or we're like hanging out in a hot tub or like high-fiving each other at these, you know, these pubs in Bermuda. It's just, it was just a joyous time of people celebrating life. And I can only imagine you and that crew of people that you had on that boat, man, what that must've been like. So I, I'm jealous. Not well, to say dude, I appreciate that, man. Um, I appreciate that very much. Um, but what, you had an initial question about, about the cruise to Europe. I, just what was know, it? I, I guess it's not necessarily the cruise itself, but like you were gone for four months. Like, you, yes. And you're there by yourself, even though you have this, you know, this small group of people that are with you. When they, when they get to this one way trip, they're going to kind of venture on their own and do their own thing. Like, 
at any point did you, you know, I know you had this podcast that you were doing. Yes. Okay. My question was, I guess, is that, Hey, what were your vulnerabilities? Like, were you scared shitless at times that were some days not as exciting as the others? Like, did you have some lull moments? Like, tell me like the heart of the trip and you know, it's not all, I can't always be like beautiful, precious moments, you know, tell me about it. Especially. Yeah, man. No, no, I love that question. And, um, it, you, you worded it perfectly. And to be honest, like, uh, so my buddy, my buddy, uh, Ryan Fogarty, who, which is, this is, this comes full circle because he's getting married tomorrow and I'm the best man in this yeah. wedding tomorrow. Crazy. He, dude, he hit me up and he goes, Hey man, um, there's this, there's this app called anchor where you can just like record on your iPhone and just do a podcast. He was like, you should just document your trip and do a podcast. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, maybe whatever. He, he sent that to me like two weeks before I left. left whatever. I hopped on the boat and I immediately, I mean, Matt, you've been on a, you've been on a cruise by yourself, dude. You, you know, immediately like how it feels like you, you, you found me and you were like, Hey, this guy's cool. I'm going to leave my camera with him. And we bonded. And I know you, I saw you bond with other people and stuff, but, um, I immediately just, um, I found comfort, very much comfort and uh, almost it, it became therapeutic Sure. in the sense where I, every day I would just, I would get on my phone and go on the anchor app and just talk for like a half an hour about my day. Yeah. But, but because I was on a cruise, uh, or oftentimes I was being, I was on a cruise. I would just talk like I was, I was in a different country almost every day dude so so um i i would just record hey th- here's what happened today now i'm in spain now, now i'm in italy and and uh like today i woke up and i decided to take a train from rome to to venice and uh here's what happened so every day you you woke up with literally no agenda of what you were going to do just kind of maybe some some is all spontaneous just like i'm going here next i'm going to go here next like, is that kind of how it went down or did you have it all like mapped out and how you wanted to go? Like, that's a good question. So when I told you the initial cruise from New York to Rome, yeah. I had zero plans. Once I got to Rome, I had no fucking idea what I was going to do, dude. No idea. And I ended up meeting this dude who is around the same age as me. His name was Emery. This guy was awesome. He was actually moving from Chicago to Istanbul, Turkey. He was doing the same thing. All right. So I showed up in Rome having no idea what my next plan was. I stayed there. He, he was just like, Hey man, uh, do you want to hang out? Like, I'm going to be in Rome for a week. You want to hang out? Like just stay, I'm staying at this hostel. We should hang out. We did. We did. We hung out. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with Rome. Like I've had enough of the city. I kind of want to just go to Venice. So, um, Hey, I'll see you later, buddy. And he goes, he goes, all right, man, I'll miss you. And, um, Hey, I'm moving to Istanbul, Turkey next week. So like if, if you decide you want to come to Istanbul, Turkey, hit me up. And I ended up like two months later, dude, I hit this guy up and I ended up, you know, meeting up with him in Istanbul, Turkey. And and he showed me all around. Did he say, why the hell are you still like away from your hometown? Did he say anything like that? kinda but he wasn't surprised you know what i mean he he we bonded he understood my personality and and understood that it was an open ended trip and and uh you know i hit him up and he was just in his words he was elated that uh that i that i went there and and he showed me around man so all right my last question on this cruise is that and not just this cruise but just traveling to all these places is that a guy that how old were you when you left your job to go and do that uh i'm 34 now uh that was i was 33 33 so i'm 33 right now okay yeah i I think uh you know we got a lot of similarities you and i so the question i guess is is that what does a 33 year old man and his you know very you know well-to-do job benefits security what is it what is it he or you 
Dana, like, what were you looking for, man? Like you go on that journey. What is it you're looking for, brother? And did you find it? Did you find what you were looking for? <laughs> I love that question. I love you, uh, brother. I'm say. just trying to ask these questions. I love you, man. No, That's no, funny. it's all, yeah. it's all good, man. Um, and, and I, I'm a deep guy. I have nothing to hide. It's all good, man. Don't, don't ever worry about what you're asking me. I, but, um, dude, like I, the, at the time, the, when I met you on that cruise, yeah, I was like kind of like on a break in a relationship that ended up being very toxic. And I should have known at that time. Okay. Um, so later on, after that cruise, I ended up getting back with this person and then it ended up being even more toxic. So, it turned into to answer your question, brother. I, I was in a toxic job or career and a toxic relationship. Sure. And they almost they both ended on the same day. It was kind of beautiful, dude. No, it was kind of beautiful. Yeah. So like literally the same day, like I, I left Panera and I left this toxic relationship. And I just all of a sudden became a free man, dude. Free man. I was just free. But but the, as far as the job goes, dude, I, for, for at least four years, I knew I didn't want to do I tried to get myself fired. Sure. It was kind of, you know, the movie Office Space? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember? What would you say you do? Do you remember that? Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, like literally, like I thought I was in trouble, and I ended up getting promoted. Oh my god! Um, so, so to answer your question, like I just set this goal. I was like, all right, like they made me an executive, they paid me six figures, and I just said, all right, I'm gonna do this for two more years. Two years. If I still am miserable, then I'm just gonna leave. So in the meantime, I, I bought two condos and I saved up money, and here I am. Well, I, I got to say, I think it's something to admire. I absolutely uh, wish I had that. Um, I, I guess I wish I had the financial stability to be able to do that first and foremost. But um, even without it, I wish I had the more daring, you know, like just one way ticket. Let's see what happens and kind of go from there. I did it for a week, but that's nothing to applaud. I knew I was coming back home. So that was a uh, that was a round trip by all means. So Well, you're a teacher, man. Yeah, well, still, no, I'm just, oh, I, I absolutely love what I do. I just was saying as far as, you know, I, I still have a sense of, like, adventure in me. And, you know, that's you why I love being a school teacher for all the reasons that that comes with that. But at the same time, it gives me this great, you know, I get the summers off. I can go kind of see and see the world. I just got back from Vegas after losing shit tons of money there playing cards. But, uh, whoa, 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 oh, time out. I have a question. First of all, sure, I, respect the, I respect the fuck out of what you do. Um, because, because I know you're a good guy and, um, it's not a good teacher and a good human. It, it's hard to find both. Like there's a lot of good, like people that there's a lot of teachers that are good at math, but maybe they're bad with people. You know sure. what I'm saying? So I respect you. Cause I know you're good at that. Second of all, tell me what, what, what's your, uh, what's your poison in Vegas? Is it blackjack? What is it? Oh no, dude. I am a competitive, um, uh, no limit Texas Hold'em tournament player i'm oh, all poker. Yo, like, i want to play cards. poker with you dude you play cards oh yeah oh, oh listen dude, this guy's facts really so i oh played, yeah i started about two years ago like really really trying to get crazy serious about it and i started reading books started getting pretty good and i was like all right so we went to these card tournaments up here in detroit and dude i next thing i know i'm like finishing i'm finishing now i'm winning and i'm winning and then i'm finishing and it's like all right, I'm going to go to Vegas and see if I can't test my limits out there. The issues with Vegas was uh, because of our time right now, the quarantine, they didn't have any tournaments going on. Um, so I kind of got, I had to play just cash game tables, which is a completely different animal. Oh, cash, cash versus like sit and go. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, wait, huh, huh, huh. Wait, what? what's that? I said, I'm a much better tournament player than I am just like throw down 200 and try to turn that into a thousand. So I, I also prefer tournaments over like cash games. Um, but I got to ask me like, what's the biggest tournament you've won? Uh, as far as cash, how much money uh, I, I play in these every Friday and Saturday night, I play in these uh, 10 table, hundred man tournaments. 
and I've won those a couple times, cashed a couple times. First place? Yeah, I've won the whole thing. Yeah. So like I, I've taken home 700 plus a couple times. Nice, so, man. Yeah. Nice. And if you finish, if you finish in those, those card rooms, like if you finish, what I mean by that is if you finish one through 10, if you make yep. it to the table, you get a piece. Final of table. Yeah, dude, I, I've gotten 700, 500, 300. You know, it's one of those things where I was like, it kind of started building that self-efficacy in me a little bit. Just like, dude, you can do this. Like, you know, so. Hell yeah. I, uh, I felt pretty good about it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to play some cards no. next time, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. We should, we should talk more offline about that because I'm a big time card player. For right, sure. Let's let's talk about two weeks notice, okay? So a lot of people uh, are venturing out and doing the podcast thing, but you took the podcast on the ship with you, and not just the ship into your And then when you got home, you continued yep. that, and it, it, it because I would say it wasn't two weeks notice until you got home. At what point when you got back did you decide that you know what I really enjoy this podcast thing? I want to start doing it and doing it professionally. So go. Ahead. I mean, you know what I mean by professionally. Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate that question. Uh, and it's still very far from professional. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's just make that clear from the beginning. But it's hella entertaining. I love the stories. Man. I, <laughs> I literally, I still just, I, I, I literally just talk into my fucking phone, man. And I just tell a story and then I, and then I hit upload. Um, but it started with like, uh, yeah, yeah. I was in Europe and I, and I just recorded on my phone and, and I enjoyed it so much and I found it to be so um, therapeutic. I felt like I was talking to my friends and my, even like my, you know, it all started with like, like my mom and my dad would listen to it and like a, a few close friends, you know what I'm saying? And um, I ended up like, like while I was over in Europe still, I had people writing me on, on on instagram like sending me uh, as as the kids say dms direct messages and i had people from 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 israel sending messages like hey i found your podcast and i really love it and this one guy in particular was just like i got a lot of stuff going on i got a lot of problems and and it brings me all this happiness and like i didn't go to israel i don't know anybody from israel and i never expected anything like that man um so that was like, it made me feel really good. And also, again, like I said, it was therapeutic, just kind of like telling the stories and stuff. And I was like, well, why don't I just keep, I'll come, I could tell stories. I'll just go home and keep telling stories. So that was to go back to what you said, that was what I did. And that's what I'm still doing. Um, you know, it's funny that you, you say that. I, I think that's kind of the thing I get the most enjoyment out of is like, we're both starting this thing up and trying to like, I said professional, but it's like, that's where we'd like to get, you know what I mean? We both have an end goal of where we'd like this to be. If it doesn't get there, so be do it. Do you have an end goal? Well, I do in the sense of like, I, I would like to see it get as big and touch as many people as possible. But it, here's my thing. I, if it doesn't, so be it. I'm enjoying, I'll, I'll do this the rest of my life with as many viewers as I can possibly touch. And whoever that is, that's great. I, I'm literally going to do this the rest of my life. I'm never going to stop. So whether I get Isn't it nice? it, not, so what? It's therapeutic, right? It is. And, and what I like I is it, it brings like a sense of community. Like, dude, here we are shooting the shit, playing catch up. And I don't know if one person's going to watch this, you and me, or if a hundred people are going to watch it. But all I know is that it brought you and me back and a chance to play catch up. And if we have anything interesting to say at all, maybe people listen to it. That's why I enjoy it. But like what I enjoy the most about it is the feedback, like you just said. Like I'll put a video up or I'll post, you know, I'll post an episode up and people will be like, Hey man, I really appreciated that episode. You know, I really, and, and whether it just be two or three people or three or four, it doesn't matter. It's, it's those types of uh, the feedback that you get from your peers. It's kind of like that. Um, um, I don't know. It's just like, it just makes it feel like you're doing something that's purposeful, whether it's well, I, I, you do on yours. Cause dude, I'm telling you, you guys, you got to check out two weeks podcast. This man has well, the no. It's it's two weeks notice. So, I I gotta say, man, um, I appreciate everything you just said, but um, are, dude, you uh, first of all, like your your fucking studio is, I mean, that is exactly what I aspire to be, but like I'm too lazy, and I like I feel like you know I can I can talk I can talk and talk all day, you know what yeah. I mean. 
but like I don't have the vision that you have. Like I, I see how you did this. Like you, you before you did it right, man. Before you, you saw any, or before you recorded anything, you set up the studio. You got the orange room. You do literally your skin matches the wall, which I, I'm yeah. jealous of that tan. You know what I mean? And I've and I've I've listened to your podcast, which is very impressive. Like you actually you have people. Um, who actually matter come on like i don't know why you're interviewing me because i don't have anything important to say i'm just i'm just like a i'm just like some weird dude who likes to travel and have fun you don't think that you don't middle think age, no 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 stop it you don't think that there's middle-aged people out there that are stuck in a job that they don't like or a relationship that they don't like and that might be inspired by your story to just pick up what or stop whatever they're doing pick up their life and just start living for four months like dude if that's not interesting, I don't know what the hell is, man. I mean, I'm inspired just hearing you. Like, that's why I asked. It might have been the most boring 12 minutes for people to listen to. I don't fucking know. All I know is that I really enjoy that part of what your life has been so far. And we haven't even talked piebald. I mean, we haven't even hit what piebald. So, yeah. yeah. So here's a chance. Tell me, tell the, tell the listeners a little bit. Like, what is it? If they go check you out on two weeks podcast, like, what are they going to hear? First of all. It's called two week notice podcast. Come out. It's Come called out. two week, two week notice podcast. Yeah. And it's it's media mediocre at best. Okay. I literally talk into my phone and I hit upload. You got this beautiful studio and I um send you a microphone. I, after we're done here, I want <laughs> you to send me your address. They've got microphones you can plug right into your phone, brother. All right. Hey, hey, you heard that live, people? He's gonna send Bobby. You gotta send me a microphone. All I'll have to have you do is just Venmo me the cash so that I can get it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Wait, um, no, seriously, what was your question? So two weeks ago, <laughs> tell us, tell us about what we're gonna hear. We check it out. Um, I mean, dude, it it all started with me going to Europe. Um, so you could hear, you could literally hear me talking about like I perfect example. I was on an overnight train from Venice, Italy to Munich, Germany, and I recorded a podcast live and I just talked into my phone. You could hear that or you could hear um, me on tour uh, as a tour manager for Piebald opening up for Dashboard Confessional, the legendary Dashboard Confessional. That's awesome. Um, Do you know Dashboard? Do you you know of them? Who doesn't know Dashboard Confessionals? I don't that's know huge. people that come that's to my huge. bar. Yeah, man, that was a big deal. No, I'm, yeah. and that's you know what I mean. Like, uh, and, and you know what was the coolest thing about that was um, Chris Caraba. He, he's he's the he is he is dashboard confessional. Sure. And I was just like one night, you know, we we're the openers for this band on this tour, and we're we're selling out these House of Blues like a uh, uh, like two thousand to 2,500 people, which is insane. That's not what Piebald normally does. And one day, you know, I'm the cowbell player, right? And all of a sudden, an arm, I'm getting ready to play the cowbell, and an arm comes around me. And I look to my left, and it was Chris Caraba of Dashboard Confessional, man. And I go, (laughs) like, wow, Piebald is playing. And I'm just ready to go on stage. And he's just like, hey, man. I was just like, oh, what's up, dude? He goes, you know what's great? I go, what? He goes, we get to watch Piebald every night. I go, yeah, man, they're they're my favorite band. He goes, me too. Really? Yes, yes. Really? That is 100% accurate, man. Dude, that is so fascinating. Did you say so, uh, you get to watch Dashboard every night? I mean, for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And I and I've been a dashboard fan for twenty years, and and it has nothing to do with piebald. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been a dashboard fan forever, and all of a sudden I find out we're opening up for dashboard. So how did that yeah. come about? So all right, first of all, before let's give some context here. So piebald is like, how do you know these guys? Are these some buddies of yours that you grew up with? That you just happened like how how did you get involved with this band? So basically, they're from North Andover, uh, Andover, Massachusetts. Okay. which is close to Boston and they formed in 1994. Okay. okay. So for that reason, uh, yeah, 
they play in Boston a lot, right? If you're from Andover, which is 30 minutes from Boston, you're going to play in Boston a lot. So I was born in 85. So when they formed, I was nine years old, dude. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> I was nine years old, but they were in high school. Sure. So fast forward, um, you know, they, they became big on the scene in Boston. And and I was just their biggest fan, man. And uh, I just went to every – I had the pleasure of getting to see them more than anybody else in the country because if you're from Boston, you're going to play in Boston more often, right? Sure. Yeah. Long story short, they break up in 09. They got back together in 2016. And they did a West Coast run. And I flew out to Los Angeles and I brought a cowbell with me. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God in my life. I got a fever. I got a fever. I got a fever. (laughs) I brought, I I showed up to their sound check at the Echo Plex in Los Angeles. I brought a cowbell. Um, I actually got stopped at the airport (laughs) with that cowbell because like the, it went through the the x-ray, you know? And the guy was like, what's, what's that right there, sir? And I was like, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cowbell. And he was like, please step aside. <laughs> and like, because I didn't have, like, I didn't check a bag. I just had my cowbell in a backpack. You know what I mean? Just literally you, your cowbell, and yep. your – yep, go ahead. That's it. No, that, that's exactly it. And, like, I, I wish I took my phone out and took a picture, but I was, like, nervous about the security thing, so I didn't want to, like – cross any you know boundaries but i should have taken a picture but basically he was just like um all right well i'm just gonna search your bag and then he like he looked in the bag and he was like cowbell all right story checks out it's it's definitely a cowbell yeah (laughs) so uh, i i showed up to their soundtrack sound check with a cowbell with beers they made me try out they made me try out i had to audition so time out. Wait, wait, wait. I'm still I'm missing something here, though. So you fly out there because they're having a show. You're just a fan yep. at this point, right? Yeah. And yeah. you get there, and you're like, like at this point, they know you, right? Because you've obviously intermingled at some bars or something, right? That's exactly right. And then they're like, dude, you brought a fucking cowbell. What's yeah. with the cowbell? And then you go yeah. hey, get on this cowbell. Like, what? How? What's the story there? How? How do they audition you? No, you just kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, there, there wasn't, e- there wasn't even an, uh, there was not a position open for a cowbell player. I just, I just made it happen. <laughs> I swear to God on my life, dude. <laughs> I fucking swear to God. Like they never had, they never, they never advertised. Hey, cowbell player, come try out. But I just showed up. To, but who proposed it to who? Like, did you say, hey, you guys could really use a cowbell player, or did they say, no, no, I, love your energy I just showed up. Say it again. I showed up. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will say. I will say. Um, they they released a DVD maybe like ten years earlier, and their former tour manager on the DVD he would play the cowbell on this one song. Okay. So then, like, but that was like maybe oh six or something like that. And then they broke up, whatever, a couple of years later. And when they, they had a couple of reunion shows and nobody was playing the cowbell. And I said, I can do this. So I literally just, I literally just packed cowbell in my suitcase, like I just told you. And I, flew, I bought a ticket to all their shows. And I, I, I showed up to their sound check. And they said, first of all, you got to try out. We need to make sure that you can actually do this. And then I did it. And they're like, yeah, you, you're in. And they're like, second of all, never buy a ticket to our concerts again because you're 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 in, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And then that, so I, I became the official cowboy player hype man, and then that turned into being the merch guy, and then yeah. um, that turned into being the tour manager for Dashboard Confessional. That is incredible. That is incredible. I love the fact that you were just. You relentlessly pursuing your dreams. Just a man, his cowbell, and his, you know, his doofy. I love that. I feel like I'm the worst interviewee ever. What's that? <laughs> I feel like I'm the worst interviewee oh, oh, ever. Stop, stop. Don't, don't, don't be getting uh, all insecure on me now. Don't be doing that. Don't um, judge me. You got, you, know, you, you got your nice shirt, your nice headphones. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. My 
fifteen dollar. You went on a four month stay in Europe. I bought fifteen dollars. Dude, your your face matches one side of the wall, and then your shirt matches the other side of the wall. You're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, beautiful. yeah. So you're Dude. on stage. You're doing the hype man thing. You're the tour manager. You are enjoying life. I kept, I caught your podcast, uh, the last one. You were talking about um, uh, just some of the emo bands that you enjoyed growing up. And uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 dude. That's my wheelhouse too. When I was growing up, I, I, I'm right there. You said Taking Back Sunday on the show. I, I was a big fan of them. I'm a huge used fan. I don't know where you are with them. Um, Taking Back Sunday. I love Taking Back Sunday. But no, no, no. Don't even get me started. The used. You remember the used? The used. Yeah. Is it worth it? Can you? Yeah, I can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that's where yeah, I'm. Yeah. Not that's enough to awesome. feed the hungry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all right. I wasn't oh, huge into more, them, but Coheed and Cambria. All right, Coheed. All right, you want to talk Coheed, dude? Yeah. Their first out, al- their first album, Second Stage Turbine Blade. That album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Right. And then you know, you know what I like even more than that is In Keeping Secrets, which is their second album. Coheed uh, is Coheed is. One of the best bands I've ever heard in my life, man. Coheed is amazing. I love that band. It's funny because a buddy of mine, he, he's the one that kind of turned me on to him. And I didn't, I kind of came on to him a little later. I think I, I heard him and I was like, eh, welcome home. Okay, good, good job. I'll applaud. You know? Welcome home is an amazing song. Oh, it's phenomenal. But it's not even my favorite Coheed song, you know? What's your favorite Coheed song? Dude, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I, it's... A lot of people give me shit for this. I really enjoy the island. Um, That's some new shit. It is newer. It's like six years old. Yeah, yeah, but it's new. Even the key. What's the new album? Um, the I don't key, know, dude. The extraction of the. But dude, I think they're like a fine wine. They just get better as they keep going. Like I, I really enjoy the island. But welcome home. I can't. I can't argue that. Um, my favorite Coheed song is called "God Send Conspirator." It's okay. on the, it's it's on their first album, which is I, called I, yeah. It's sure. called um, Second Stage Turbine Blade." It's that and um, dude, their their sophomore album, which is um, "In Keeping Secrets." These song called "In Keeping Secrets," which is like, do you know that song? It's like I'm sure I do. I don't know their. I, I can't. I can't even try to like. Connect. I'm not even going to try, uh, but it, it, it's on the same. You know that good eye sniper. Yeah, shoot. It's on that same album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. Like I said, um, I'm sure I heard it a thousand times. I just don't know it to be named that. It's okay. Coheed rules, man. That band. I saw them before they even uh, listen. I'll talk. I would love to talk to you all day about about these bands. What else you got? Well, Coheed and Camera, they kind of busted my uh, my concert going virginity as far as like really turning. Yeah, baby. Dude, I got to tell you. So I went to, I've been to, I went to like three or four concerts well before I got to Coheed, but I was kind of like the lame dude in the back. I was so pretentious, mainly because I was afraid. I was like, okay, the back and go, I just kind of want to sit and watch these guys. I want to hear the music, man. Like, were you by yourself? Look at, no, 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 no. But like every time I'd go to a concert, I'd be like, look at these assholes moshing or jumping around, like ruining this performance. And then we go to Warp Tour, my buddy and I, we were like, you know what, let's go to Warp Tour. There's like all these bands there that we want to see. This was in 2007. And all of a sudden we watched probably the first two or three shows from a literally the furthest place back. And we're like, we're just scared. That's all it was. But we were telling ourselves, dude, I want to watch the band play. Well, finally, Coheed was coming on, and we're like, you know what? Let's get a little bit closer. So we got Wait, pushed. Can I ask? Can I ask who you saw before Coheed? Ah, uh, I would have saw um, Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. Um, and then uh, Newfound Glory. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it was a good dude. It was a good lineup, but it was just one of those things where it was like we were just too scared, man. So, anyways, we, we get to the we get in the middle of this mass of people, and it's ninety some degrees outside. The heat is just 
facing onto the, you know, the, the blacktop. And all of a sudden we're like five minutes out from Coheed coming on the stage and we're all tight in, nobody can move. And people start chucking CDs in the air. And I look up, I go, I go, my buddy Will was with me. I was like, Will, I was like, what the hell is that? He's like, dude, people are throwing CDs, but people can't move. So these CDs are coming, flying down and they're like slicing people in the forehead. There's blood gushing everywhere. Jesus. Dude, it was like a massacre for a minute there. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking scary. And then all of a sudden, bam, Welcome Home starts playing. The band has no Fuck idea. Yeah. The fans are out there just in bloody mess. And then nobody cared anymore after that. Literally, we start getting shoved around. People are crowd surfing. My buddy Will saved some guy's life. He literally palms like his face from hitting the freaking concrete. And he looks at him. He's like, I just saved your life. It was just epic. And when we got done, I literally changed my concert going experience. And yeah. Was that Cody Detroit? Was, it was in Detroit, yeah. Yeah. Warp Tour is pretty special if you if you hit it back when they were, you know, they're No, the last time I went to Warp Tour was 07 and I took ecstasy. <laughs> so, but you saw the same one, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took ecstasy and I remember I saw Bayside, I saw yeah, I saw Kohi, yes. Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't do drugs. I'm just, I, I did at one time. Hey, don't you, judge me. You made it to the other side, man. This this side of the other. The town? Come on now, the town? I think, I think that, the what? The t- I, I, I've never watched that movie. I'll see you on this side of the other. Talk about the glasses, Dad. Oh, yeah, I'll see you on this side of the other. Whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was the last time I went to Warp Tour, man. Me too. Yep. Oh, seven. Yeah, and they, they closed then I think. I think they shut the doors like two well, years. You know what's funny? They're kind of heroes now because they, before all this COVID stuff, they totally were just like, Warp Tour is done. And now this COVID stuff happened like like a year later. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, well, when are concerts even going to happen again? Who knows? Yeah, yeah and dude, I need them. I, I, I miss them. I, uh, it's something about sharing that, you know, the thing I talk about with music, like you, 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 it's just something that makes you feel alive, brother. It's just it, when you get that feeling and you're surrounded by people that share that same sense as you and you guys are all shouting back or singing along or whatever it is. It's like you can yep. just, you know, goosebumps up. I'm getting them right now. Just talk about it. That's how long it's been. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when they're coming back, but hopefully soon. I love that, man. Uh, there's nothing better than uh, live music. There's not my, my two favorite, well, my three favorite things, live music, traveling, and like maybe snowboarding, I guess. But yeah, no, it, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing better, man. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. There's a fourth. Yeah. 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 Fucking, fucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that goes without saying. It's funny. I wrote down on here. I wrote down on my notes <laughs> here when I was going to ask you about your high school journey, like, Losing your virginity, were you like 11 or was this like yesterday? <laughs> I feel like you're, um, like you're so wild that like you, what? you, I feel like you're the type of guy, I just remember this crazy animal dancing and, you know, kind of gyrating on the dance floor when we were, you know, in route to Bermuda. So like, I feel okay, like listen, 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 first of all, that's a weird ass fucking question. However, I will happily answer it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Um, so I lost my virginity. I was 17. My high school sweetheart. If I showed you her picture, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even believe it. You'd be like, Dana, how the fuck did you get that girl? I she's, would believe she's, I would be like, how the fuck did you let that girl go? Well, that's a different c- conversation. Okay. We're, we're still talking. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah, still yeah, kind it's, of, yeah. no, it's still you. kind of a thing. Facebook uh, is complicated, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I love, I love this question. And again, I have nothing to hide, man. Um, yeah, dude. Like, uh, I lost my virginity. I was seventeen years old. It was. Um, well, my birthday is Halloween, so I graduated high school at 17 years old like i wasn't you know and then i turned 18 the following october you know what i'm saying yeah you're on the young side go yeah yeah i was like the youngest kid in my class kind of thing like i skipped first grade whatever um but that 
so I lost my virginity. If you really need to know, it's kind of a weird fucking question. <laughs> but I just yeah, thought, uh, the reason I wrote really is because I just feel like with you, I just was kind of curious, like who you were in high school, because the guy that I saw on that that boat was I thought I thought you played a crucial part in bringing people together, just with you know joking around and being so you know, you know, conversationalist. And I think that's huge, a huge gift that you have. And I, I'm, you know, I'm lucky to know you because of it, you know, it makes everything easy. I feel like, so. Well, thanks man. Um, and all, uh, from, from the bottom of my heart, that actually means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Um, and I know I, I do have this strong personality and I've always had it. Uh, but I, I, I never, necessarily had that confidence uh until i don't know maybe until recently maybe i'm still maybe i'm still kind of finding it to be honest uh, um but i really appreciate that um but yeah like at the same time though i gotta say and, and i don't mean this in a bragging way so i don't know how to say this without coming off like in a like sounding like a douchebag but like i always I always, um, my girlfriends are always like really, really hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, and I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and say like out of my league because I don't believe in the out of my league thing. Sure. Yeah. No, I totally, but, but at this, but at the same time, I'm certain that like I, I can, I could go out to eat and somebody might be like, how the fuck does this fucking guy get that fucking, that girl? If that makes, yeah. does it make any sense, dude? Dude, it does. It's one of those things where it's like people look at you and they take you and they judge you by your package and they sit there and say, how does that guy pull that girl off? Hey, listen, listen, I got a nice package. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah, you're right. Package has nothing to do with this. I did, I, I, yeah. I can attest that I did not see that on the cruise, unfortunately. But um, Oh, Jesus. Whoa, hey, oh, hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, uh, we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one of those things that, like, if uh, I can see you take your, you shoot your shot. You're the, you're the epitome of, of saying, like, you, 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 you know, you miss all the shots that you don't take, and like, you're the guy that goes out there and shoots your shot. I get it, man. I respect it. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yep. I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, uh, surprisingly a killer dancer. I, I think that, <laughs> I think that helps. Um. But yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate what you're saying. Thank yeah, you. No problem, man. No problem. Hey, so listen, here we're at the end of this thing, man. Time flies when you're having a you know a conversation with D to the B, two weeks notice, Pieball tour manager, uh, a world traveler, whether he agrees with that or not, a European traveler. How about that? That makes him feel what good. time are we at? We're at one hour mark, brother. We're at 5754. Damn. Time's crazy. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, Fuck, man. I don't know. You, you asked me about albums. I don't know. I rip them off, brother. Tell me. I, I, I was going to ask you. I got it written down here, too. You know, but we do this thing where, especially with people that love music, you know, the, the albums that made you love music in the first place, what were they? Um, Number one would be The Beatles, Abbey Road. Oh, yeah. My, my mom always, she was always spinning that vinyl when I was a little kid, man. Um, So that would be number one. You have a favorite track. Um, you got a favorite track from that album? Oh, something. Yeah. George Harrison wrote. That's a George Harrison number. He wrote the song "Something." I saw. Um, Paul at, uh, I saw Paul at uh, Bonnaroo uh, three years ago. Uh, Blue. Isn't he the best? Greatest experience of my life, concert-wise. I saw him at Fenway Park three times, dude. I've seen him twice. So yeah, good. Um, yeah, no, no. So we're on the same page. I'm a psycho, psycho Beatles fan, dude. For sure. Yep. And and Paul is my favorite Beatle, man. He's he's like 70 years old and he plays 35 songs a night. He's for four he's, hours. He'll just go, dude. And he's yeah. the perfect gentleman and he's the best he's his voice is not even somehow has not been compromised. I don't understand how his voice is still just as beautiful. Yeah, he's the best, man. I'm, yep. I'm happy that you saw that. You know what I'm saying. I'm a Lennon guy, by the way. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. We can save that for episode two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Are you, you? I am. I like Lennon. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate Lennon, the, uh, the social activist Lennon. 
I I respect that. I mean, I love them all. Yeah. But um, yeah, we can save that for episode two. Um, so Beatles Abbey Road. Um, to be honest, I grew up on rap, dude. I grew up on rap. Um, so the first album that I ever owned was the Fugees, the score. Warren Hill, a, a big Fugees guy, and that album is incredible. Um, how many? Wait, how many am I naming off? Whatever you got. I, we usually ask for five, but whatever you got. So that's two. Beatles, Abbey Road, The Fugees, The Score. Um, the album that changed my life would be Weezer, the blue album. Yep. Um, yep. I saw them in Switzerland last year. That was unreal. Um, this there album, right behind me, right behind me, right there. Yeah. That's Piebald. That's Piebald, yeah. we are the only friends that we have. That album, um, I mean, that was, again, I, I, I know I work for them now, but uh, I, was a, I was their biggest fan before I ever worked for them. Which, so that was, kind of, that was kind of a dream come true. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. To be honest, I have a little list right here, and I have a few that I, like, I can't just pick one. Honorable Can Dawson. I just? Yes, throw them all on there. Throw them all on. All right, saves the day through being cool. Wes and Jake, Hello Rockview, and then Brand New, any album by Brand New. Brand New's great. I, 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 any, don't, know, I don't know those any. other two. Say, the, say those other two again. Saves the Day. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah, okay. yep, I know who they are. Through, no, but the album Through Being Cool yeah. is fire. fire. It's fucking fire. And also, Less Than Jake, they're a ska band, and it's called Hello Rockview. It's okay. perfect from front to back. And those are the albums, man. That, like what I was going to tell you about Weezer is like Weezer surprises me because I feel like when they, they just don't feel like a band. If you just by looking at them, that should have had this type of longevity, but they, man, they find a way to recreate their wheel all the time. I think they do a fantastic job of making their sound sound fresh, but still kind of having that Weezer feel to it. Like, I don't know. I really enjoy Weezer, especially the more older I get, the more I come to them. To be honest, like the more they do stuff, the more they annoy me. <laughs> you don't like well, this stuff. I love them, dude. Honestly, like for me, it goes like like piebald, but they don't count because now I'm like with them. Sure. And aside from that, it goes Beatles and Weezer. But like with Weezer, man, it's their first two albums. It's the Blue Album and Pinkerton, and there's nothing better than that in my mind. But everything they do now, it's just everything they do now is calculated. And um, like, dude, I don't want to bash them, but like I, I, I paid like an extra hundred dollars uh, recently uh, in addition to their concert ticket to, to meet them and take a picture with them. And it was like a VIP. You know what I mean? And um, they didn't give a fuck it wasn't very who special. I was or like. They were just like, come on in, like, take a picture. Don't, they were like, don't even talk to them. Take the picture and get out. Like, it's kind of, it was kind of a bummer. I don't sometimes, know, man. Sometimes it, 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 meeting your idols is not everything you thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? You're right, dude. You're 100% right. And that's why, and, and maybe this comes full circle. Like, when I ended up, for me, ending up working for a fucking piebald, man, it's truly a dream come true. They're the most approachable guys ever. And then when then Piebald was hired to work for Dashboard Confessional, and that guy couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. Chris you know what I mean? Fame, yeah, your level of fame has nothing to do with whether or not you're not necessarily an asshole, but whether or not you care about people. I mean, this is your fans. This guy paid a hard-earned money to come and see you. Make that moment mean something to that guy. So. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And and the, the Chris from Dashboard, man, I saw him. He did the same thing that I just told you about with Weezer. He had the VIP thing. Yeah. And literally, man, I watched him. He talked to every single person. He put his arm around them pre-corona. But like he put his arm around them and talked to them. And it was very personal. And it was very, it was very like genuine. And that is that's the difference between like a like something like that and like and again i, I still love weezer but you no, know what I, i'm saying i understand that but like you said it's it's just nice to have that type of touch and he seems like uh you know i'm very how lucky were you that you were able to get that in before coronavirus showed up you were able to get that tour in with those guys so yeah you're right huge you're right 
All right, my man, Dana. I'm glad we did this, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the hour five mark. We've got to wrap this up. Um, my friend, just I can't say thank you enough for being on the show. You've got a lot going on. I know right now it doesn't seem like it because there's not a lot going on. But when we start ramping up, I know you're going to be a busy man. So I appreciate you being here. Bobby, uh, dude, you, your face literally blends in with that wall. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Hey, Dana, I, I love you, man. Dana can I be found on a two-weeks notice podcast. You can check him out on this episode six of Bobby Talks, Three Dots. Um, we'll see you down the road. I thoroughly enjoy him. You should, too. Peace. Boys. My man. I love you, buddy. I love you, too, I love buddy. you. Uh, we did it. We did it. <laughs>